Let's just think, though, for a minute about what this story means, because we sort of we've talked about it and we've, uh, we've practiced it together. What does it mean, and what does the story of Nehemiah has, have to say to us as Christians? Um, last week, we looked at uh, the story of Nehemiah as a way to respond to uh, ruins and discouragement uh, and how to our lack of vision or weakness in the face of those kinds of things. Today, I want us to see today, this story from Nehemiah is really a good picture about facing the difficulty of spiritual resistance to our lives as Christians and how to engage in spiritual struggle. So one of the most striking things in this story, as we've just told it, as you've just heard, was Nehemiah's determination. He kept saying the same thing. He was persevering through all this discouragement, all the difficulties, and he kept doing what needed to be done. Uh, One of the things that often slips off our radar when we're talking about being a Christian or encouraging people to think about Jesus um, and following him is that it's actually often quite difficult to be a Christian. I don't know if you've found that, uh, if you've been following Jesus for a while. Uh, Following Jesus is actually hard. There's a lot of struggles on the path, a lot of suffering often involved, a lot of challenges. Um, And we shouldn't be surprised because Jesus died on the cross and he, he asked people to follow him on that path to the cross and in taking their cross, our cross up as well. Uh, it's easy to forget that though because we want to emphasise how great it is to know him and the wonderful things that come from following Jesus, which is true. But it can be difficult. Um, and it can be difficult for a number of reasons. Uh, partly, it's hard to be a Christian just because it's, it's hard in the normal way that growing up and learning is hard. We have a lot to learn and we need um, to change and mature along the way. Our previous sermon series, we looked at uh, the generous life and we looked at these practices of the Christian life, um, things like hospitality and forgiveness, simplicity of life. And these are things that are just difficult to learn how to do and it takes time. Um, they're against our natural inclinations. Uh, but being a Christian is also hard because we know that we are actually being specifically resisted in our, in our spiritual life by forces who don't want people to know God or to follow Jesus. Uh, we don't live in a neutral world where the spiritual life is easy um, and unopposed in that sense. Uh, we can see a simple statement of this idea if we look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 to 9. Um, he says to the Christians that he writes to, uh, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kinds of sufferings. I recently prepared a number of our members of our church for baptism and confirmation, and I realised later that I'd left something out in our confirmation class, which was this idea that once you commit your life to following Jesus, you're going to probably come up against troubles and challenges and actually attacks. Uh, Because the devil prowls around like a lion and he likes fresh meat. He likes people who don't know uh, what the spiritual life is like. And so he tries very hard initially to stop people. Um, And we need to know this then, otherwise we're not going to be ready. And so what we heard in our story today is Nehemiah facing that going through all these challenges and resistance. And he received these messages from his enemies um, that you said, all these series of messages to discourage him and take him away from this work that God had given him to do. And the New Testament has a lot to say about spiritual struggle as well. And I want to go through some of the messages that Nehemiah received 
and think about how we respond to them as Christians when, we get, when they come to us, because they will. So the first thing that Nehemiah had to deal with was messages from his enemies that were about how weak he was, how inadequate he was, and how the things he's doing is not very impressive. So Sanballat, one of the enemy officials, said to him, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Can they even do it? And his um, Tobiah, another ally of Sanballat, said to them, what are these people building? Even a fox climbing up on top of it would break down their wall of stones, which I think is a pretty good uh, insult, actually. Um, he's saying, what you're doing is so useless, it's going to fall down straight away. And so this is spiritual warfare. This is demoralization and words to say that what you're doing is not going to work um, against Nehemiah's ability to do what he's um, called to do by God and to instill a sense of failure in him. And these words are the very words that we often hear in our lives as Christians, either from our own uh, mind, our own heart, or from the people around us, or from um, the devil himself. This resistance to God's work, an accusation that we are weak, that we are failures, our lives are not very impressive, our church is perhaps not great, we're wasting our time, Christians are, not, um, are, are being stupid in what we're doing, we're wasting our life. And the, and the problem is often these accusations that we receive are true, that we are weak and that we have failed and that we're not very impressive and that can make it really hard and can be very discouraging. What Nehemiah shows us though is that we need to see this as an attack on our spiritual life and not as something that is just an objective truth about us. And actually, um, it's something that we need to counter then. So, and we can see that one of the great things in the New Testament is that um, Jesus tells us, and the apostles affirm, that it's actually okay. Um, and when someone says we're weak, we can actually agree with them. Um, in 1 Corinthians 1, verses 26 to 30, uh, Paul reminds us that as Christians, the weakness that we have is not actually a defect in God's plan, and it's not actually something that discounts us from God's plan. It actually, he says to us, brothers and sisters... Think of what you were when you were called. Think of what you were when um, Jesus called you to follow him. Uh, not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that aren't to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It's because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God, our righteousness, our holiness and redemption. So the devil says, you're weak. And we say, yes, that's the point. Uh, God has called us when we're weak um, to work through us. If we were strong, we wouldn't need God and God doesn't need strong people. He, God didn't really need Jerusalem to be rebuilt. Uh, but he chose to work through Nehemiah and these people so that would be a witness to the world of him working through weak people because he values our faith and our more than success and more than strength. So those are these messages Nehemiah gets. You're weak, you're a failure. But God works through weak people, so it's okay. The second set of messages that he gets are actually then, well, this doesn't work. Um, not, you're not discouraged. I'm going to directly attack you then is the next messages that we get. And you heard the things that you said. Um, attacks against his life or his health 
or in an attempt to instill fear into him. So the enemies threaten uh, the people of Jerusalem with violence as they build. He hears this message. Someone said to them, before, his enemies have said, before they know it or they see us, we'll be right there among them. We're going to kill them and put an end to their work. And they get him to try and come to these meetings to trick him and ambush him and kill him. Um, and they do that several times. And they also lie about him. And they write letters to the king saying, uh, Nehemiah is going to rebel against him and trying to say that you're going to be um, uh, overcome as a rebel. So these are these, there's these attacks from outside. And we saw in our story that Nehemiah wasn't overcome by that, was he, though? He wasn't put off. Um, he did respond, though, and we had him. He, we saw what he did. He armed himself and the Jews against their enemies and kept persevering in their work. He pressed on with caution and he knew what was going on and he gave them the weapons that they needed. And so this, if we think about this, the same is true as we respond to this kind of attack in the spiritual life because these things do come. Uh, if you're not discouraged by easy words saying you're weak, you will, as a Christian, be attacked by things that, by things that try to pull you down. Things like temptation to turn away things like words of fear or persecution or other forms of attack, even in, in many places escalating to physical violence and murder of Christians, which happens many places around the world. All those things happen. And um, we also, also often even face um, direct spiritual discouragement and attacks that are supernatural in origin. Maybe you haven't experienced that, but it's, a, it's part of the Christian life for many people. And so as Christians, we remember that many of the things that we are doing in our Christian life are actually to be seen as this kind of arming ourselves that Nehemiah and the Jews did um, to prevent the attacks from um, actually damaging our spiritual life. So Paul talks about this in Ephesians 6, and we know this is a famous uh, verse. He says to the Christians in Ephesus, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against... Uh, flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith which, which you can, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So like Nehemiah and his friends, there are things and practices that we can take up that actually guard us against the attacks that come in the spiritual life. They had their spears and their sword. We have the word of God. We have our practice of studying the Bible, of prayer, of practicing the life of holiness, of forgiveness, of um, trusting God's word, and, all, and, and this awareness of what's going on. And all these things actually help us to persevere through the struggles that we have. And if we, that's one of the reasons why we do practice this day to day. And we encourage Christian people to be disciplined in your spiritual life. Not because it makes you necessarily a better person, though it probably will, but because if you're not holding the weapons of defense or attack, you're going to be overcome, and, and many people are. And so Nehemiah reminds us of the necessity to do this in order to persevere. So you can see why, ne why Nehemiah is a good story for us um, as we, as we're in our Christian life. So as we finish, we've been thinking about Nehemiah rebuilding. Um, 
I hope we can see that what the Old Testament shows us in a story like Nehemiah does, it's really good at providing us lived out examples and stories of the spiritual life. Uh, So the story of Nehemiah and his friends building a wall or the gates is, is, is a reminder of the reality of our spiritual calling, the struggles that we undergo, the need to be vigilant in our faith, to persevere, to be aware of temptations, false messages and to press on with the work of following Jesus. Um, And that gives us a picture of that process at work. And that's why um, we did it together. We want to live this story because we do live this story when we go out of here um, into our lives and into the world. And we can see the outcome that can can happen. Um, This part of the story of Nehemiah ends when they complete the wall, Jerusalem has been rebuilt and they celebrate that victory. They overcame their enemies um, and they triumphed through the grace of God. So we've seen in the last few weeks that Nehemiah is a good news story. It's about God's grace, it's about perseverance and it gives us um, an insight into the character of Christian people, what a faithful Christian life should be like. Uh, So for the rest of our service, I'd like us to reflect on this in our own lives. Do we have the need uh, to to face these struggles and to take up the weapons that God's given us um, and to learn more about God's call on us as weak people? We're going to do an activity in a, in a, in a little while. Um, we're going to um, have, a, have some time of prayer and a chance to bring some prayers to God. At the ends of the aisle, there are these uh, grey bricks um, right at the ends of the aisle. We're going to be having a prayer activity where we can write down our prayers and, and bring them and create a wall together. Um, if you'd like to hand those um, bricks along the aisle, if you've got one in front of you, um, and make sure, hopefully that people can get them. And you might want to start now thinking about something that you can write down, a prayer to bring to God, uh, something that is troubling you. Maybe you're receiving some of these messages about yourself or about your life that you want to bring to God. Um, We're not going to do that right now, we're going to do it in a while, but we just want to start thinking and writing and praying to God um, so that later on we can do that together. Uh, I'm going to pray for us and then the band's going to come up, we're going to sing some songs and we're going to celebrate the victory that God's bringing. So let me pray. Father, we thank you for the story of Nehemiah. We thank you for his perseverance. We thank you that uh, through listening to your call to him, through coming to you, uh, he, he and the Jews were able to complete the task you gave them. And we pray that we'd be encouraged in our own lives in, by remembering this story and reflecting on its meaning. We thank you for teaching us through it. In Jesus' name. Amen.